Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Lene Brody. She's a senior reporter and writer who has covered red carpets and breaking news for In Touch, Life and Style, and Closer Weeklies. She focuses a lot of her daily attention on breaking big Bravo news and interviewing several of the network stars while also hosting Hollywood Life's Instagram Live series, TV Talk. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's really fun to have reporters come on because... Oftentimes I'll just be like doing research for the show and then find myself looking at your own article. Like I was looking at one for, I think like Kim and Kanye, I think it was about Kim and Kanye. And I was like, scrolled up and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's coming on my show tonight. So (laughs) kind of full circle. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Well, thanks for being a reader. (laughs) Of course. I scroll the blogs, like Hollywood Life is an actual website, but like I'll go like down in the muck sometimes where I'm like, does this blog get six readers and I happen to be one of them, but. <laughs> Those sometimes are sometimes the ones that, that break or get the good tea or they point out the comments that like we might miss on accident um, that will then generate a story. So I try to stay on top of every single one and that pops into my, my gram. Yeah. A lot of like the comments on some of these websites, like just for my regular users are also things that I always read where I'm like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Or they put two and two together because everybody looks at Bravo and just any kind of show and pop culture in like a different lens. And so something I might never even think of some random person in Arkansas is like, you don't remember that from season two of Atlanta? Right. Oh no. So so true. (laughs) So true. Or you never know who might know the mysterious stripper. Yeah. Bachelorette party. Let me just tell you, I, I have, it's been a minute since I've had to find a stripper in what was it, South Carolina, yes. but hey, <laughs> I succeeded. And my the best part was when I got this person on the phone, they're like, how did you find me? And I'm like, because, you know, my answer was, I'm like, because I'm damn good at my job, girl. She was dying. She was dying. Cause she's, she's like, I've never had a call from a reporter before. This is a first for me. This is so cool. You're like, this is on the record. Thank you very much. I know. Just I'm like, like, you know. Her off. Yeah. <laughs> So funny. So funny. Damn. Okay. Wait, that's from the bachelorette party for Cynthia, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let me just tell you, when I got, I mean, I get called 
all day, every day. Like the, the latest good one I got was about the House of Beverly Hills shutdown. Um, I was on a bike at Soul Cycle and I got off. This is the day before Thanksgiving when there's always news that breaks. And I like looked at my phone and one of my best Beverly Hills sources had called me not once, but twice. And I'm like, well, this has to be good. And I picked up the phone. I called them back and they go, we've shut down production. And I'm like, excuse me? And they go, yes, this morning we shut down production. Go break, go break it, babe. Wow. And I was like, here I go. So who are sources? Like, how does a random person reach out to you? Like, how do you trust certain sources over others? Now I'm just picking your brain. <laughs> no, hey, this is, it's actually funny you ask that because this is probably the number one question I get asked. Actually, that and who's the best, who's the nicest celebrity you've ever interviewed? Yeah. Those are like the best ones, <laughs> like, the most asked questions I get, but you know, I've been doing this for 12 and a half years now. So like I started back in the day when like Lindsay and Paris and Brittany were all getting arrested and like couldn't like walk a straight line to save their the life. The golden age. The golden day. Hollywood and, recording. Like, <laughs> I was a fresh out of college newbie in LA trying to find my way. And I like was club reporting for In Touch at the time, which meant I'd like go out, start going out at like 10, 11 o'clock <laughs> at night to like Ledoux and like, mm. I don't even remember like the other ones, but you'd go, you'd sit at a table, you'd make friends with the bartender, or the valet, and you would just like watch these people like get messy. And like from there, you'd meet their friends. And then like from there, I graduated to covering carpets. And then you'd start to see some of the same people. And then you started seeing the same people over and over and over again. And that's how you like got to know certain sources and mm. then like meet their inner circle so it's really really taken a long time to like build relationship and then you know those people it's like you scratch my back I'll scratch yours and that's pretty much how it works like it's a very bartered industry so like what do they get from well I guess so saying like we had to shut down like um, Beverly Hills taping for COVID, then you publish the story and then people start chattering, well, who has it? Who has it? Who has it? And I guess the buzz starts going from there. All right. All right. This is all wow. making sense to me. Yeah. Because I, well, first, whenever I get like a good tip like that, I like immediately I start Googling because I'm like, okay, is number one, is this out there or am I breaking it? Like, that's the first thing I ask myself. And then when you don't see it out there, it's like you get this like rush. <laughs> literally, yeah. you're like, oh my God. And then like, <laughs> I just remember I'm like literally still like sitting in Soul Cycle. Like I may have even been on my bike and I like <laughs> send this email to my boss and I was like, guys, I have a huge story. And then we're like, everybody's jumping on it. Somebody's starting to write it. Somebody's, we're reaching out to Bravo. Like, I mean, I'm so tight with, thank gosh, with um, all the publicists of Bravo. They're just like the sweetest. And so they hear from, somebody on that network hears from me on a daily basis. I kid you not. I don't think I've had a day in my career where I have not had to reach out to Bravo for comments on something because I've been covering the beat so long. And then it's like, Hey, I have this. Do you want to comment? So, and then you kind of go from there and you have to get it up fast because you never know if like now this source might not call, but mm -hmm. think of how all the other sources who are now out of work. So they're getting a little pissed or like, you never know like who the, the ladies all have are friendly with a lot of reporters. Like they could be calling people. So like you're rushing to get it up, but like you also have to be accurate. You have to be, you know, efficient in your reporting. We, we don't like to like name names without confirmation because of HIPAA laws, but like mm -hmm. someone like TMZ, like TMZ named the ladies. We did not. And I knew who the ladies were that kind of came later for me. I didn't, I knew one of the ladies right away. 
but TMZ had like no shame in their game. They like released the ladies right away. So, you know, it's like everyone's different, but, um, you know, we're really careful with that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much like how it goes down when you get like a good juice like that. So do you think that Lisa Vanderpump sold the story to Radar Online about Dorit and the dog? I have to ask. You can totally ask. Listen, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard yes and I've heard no. Like, I always say this. I have a special – I am Switzerland when it comes to Bravo stars. I have a special place in my heart for each and every single one of them. Like, I've had wonderful stories and relationships with Jax. I've had wonderful times with Tom Sandoval. I've had wonderful times with Lisa Vanderpump. Like I posted that picture of me and Jiggy today, rest in peace to a true icon. But like Kyle Richards and Lisa Rinna are like my girls. So I'm very Switzerland and don't like to say bad things about anyone. I don't know. You know, I think it also depends who you ask. If you ask someone in her camp, they're going to be like, oh, hell no. But Never. If you ask someone in someone else's camp, they're going to be like, hell yes. And I don't know anyone who works there. So I cannot fairly say what actually happened very interesting very but I have heard from a lot of people that it didn't happen it could have been somebody else on the inside like that's what my gut tells me yeah like, somebody else was maybe paid like somebody at Daily Mail maybe got a tip and then they investigated and maybe they offered somebody money maybe I mean I don't know I don't know I wasn't she also has like all of her little like sycophants in her little world who where she drops them a story and those John's guys just kind of go and run with the story and they're like who can we tell I'll tell this person I know they work here I know they work here and see what kind of takes off anyone who's a Bravo fan is into tea and drama I don't care what you say maybe you don't like to start it but you (laughs) like to watch it and be a part of it and like I'm here for that you know that's kind of why I like Bravo. Like, I don't really have drama in my life. And when I right. am in, like, any drama with, like, a guy I'm dating, it's never, like, with my girlfriends or, like, my family. But I'm, like, I've got no drama in my life. But now, like, I watch Bravo constantly. And sometimes, like, even during the pandemic, I'm, like, this is, like, a little anxiety-inducing. Like, I kind of just want to, like, watch fun, silly TV because I can't watch these crazies, like, go after each other where I'm, like, the world is crumbling. I know. I oh, my God. When, when the pandemic first started, like, is it sad that the first thing I thought of was, like, oh, my God, what, how are they going to film my shows? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, of course, on this show, like, every week we were, like, this show is shut down. This show is shut down. Like, what is it going to look like? And, like, I guess that's also kind of why I'm enjoying Real Housewives of Salt Lake City right now. I think more so than... OC and Atlanta, which just came back, simply because it's before pandemic time. So we still were only caring about like someone calling another woman a hospital, like telling her she smells like a hospital and, you know, all this stupid crap about knowing them for high school and skiing. And I don't know, like it still has like an air of joy, I guess, in the air. (laughs) Where now it's kind of like a little gloomy and doomy. Absolutely. And I think everybody agrees with that because it's not filmed on cell phones. <laughs> they didn't have to socially distance. They didn't have to worry about getting COVID because we've now had two, two productions shut down. Beverly Hills and Atlanta. Yeah. And Beverly Hills, from what I understand, does not have a start date quite yet still. And Atlanta you know, I haven't really heard if they actually did finish filming. I heard it was going to be done last week. 
feel like they never, um, I feel like for whatever reason, because Atlanta is so good and the women really bring it like for so long, I feel like they always film once the season starts, which could be good and could be bad because once they see how they're portrayed in episode one and they hear the testimonials about like what the other ladies are saying about the other ones, I feel like that in real time, you're going to maybe start holding onto those grudges and kind of being biased towards other people based on like what they had said two months prior when they were doing their confessionals. So it's not my favorite when they do that, but I could also see like, they kind of rushed Atlanta to come out really fast. So I feel like they'll probably need some more filler to get like what, 24, 22 episodes. Yeah. And you know, it'll be really interesting because you know, we're not going to see any lavish trips this year, at least Mm -hmm. if not two. Um, because you know Jer- Jersey would they like we're like okay we're done and then something would happen they're like okay now we're picking back up again and then it's like we're done and now we're picking back up again and you know we're not gonna see Juicy Joe like there's gonna be a lot of change I know yeah. there will be a, a lot a lot of change like I'm still like can't we insert Caroline Manzo in here somewhere like <laughs> what is she doing on. during the pandemic probably cooking just like cooking and watching her granddaughter I love literally I would give anything for Caroline to be a housewife again I love her I don't know if I would I feel like she's like too I love her I love Caroline as a person but I feel like she just commands so much like respect and like she gives like mafia vibes and like a part of me is like I love that and I like that energy but then it's like how when are you gonna make the other ladies like terrified of you like I feel like people are scared of her which could be good because Jennifer Aiden's pretty scary. And so it would be good to have like a head to head going there. That would be good. I would be here for that. I also could see Jackie trying to take Caroline Manzo on for some reason. And like, I feel like Jackie, you know, like is a really smart woman and a lawyer. Like she has a way with her words too. Or Teresa gets like so confused and flustered when Jackie starts in with her because she's like, does not compute. Like my brain does not understand how fast you're talking at me. And like big words, like three syllables, like she can't get it. But Caroline could definitely hold her own. But yeah, actually, Get, bring her back on. <laughs> now I'm like, we've talked myself into it. Her and Jacqueline, I would take them. Shit, I'd even take Dina Manzo. Let's bring them all back. Danielle, stop. Just like, spr- well, uh, sprinkled on the side. I have, yeah. good, I have a good Danielle Staub story. I was literally, I had just dropped my son off at school and I'm like, on my way back to the airport or back to my apartment to order my Uber to go to the airport to BravoCon. Okay, it was literally like the happiest day of my life. <laughs> And I'm driving back and I like look at my phone and it says, it, it, is this Lene? And I said, this is. And it was a New York or New Jersey area code. And I said, who is this? I'm like, it's Danielle. And I go, because oh, she's, oh, she's on the text. Do you still work for Intouch and Lifestyle? So I knew it had to be somebody in the media world. And I go, and then when she said Danielle, I go, Staub? And she goes, it's me, honey. And I was like, I'm dead. Literally, you know you make it when Danielle Staub somehow gets a hold of your phone number and texts you on your way to BravoCon. Wow. She probably, like, wasn't invited to BravoCon. So she's like, how am I going to find a way to get a story in the press the weekend of BravoCon? I mean, God bless. <laughs> oh. God bless Danielle Staub. But wow. Yes. I love Danielle. Yeah. I mean, I – she is – just a total TV mess. Gold. TV gold, though. And and you know what? Go back and watch the first few seasons of New Jersey, and she carried that. If she weren't there, though, none of the women would have been so triggered to flip tables or have the book. Like, if that book wasn't published all of those years ago, 
the show would not have been anywhere close to what it is that that book I still that that episode the first season's finale of Jersey it goes down in my book as the very best episode of Housewives across the board ever ever yeah I usually tell people you know I don't know it's so I'm like it's so hard to pick but Jersey is just so good because it's also only eight episodes so in eight episodes you really get so much information about each person there's all of this familial drama and you know, Danielle is kind of like this black sheep who doesn't really know how everybody feels about her. And then everybody around her is just like saying the worst stuff and bringing up her past. And like, we just kind of see this woman like who's a little nutso, but like just trying to raise her kids and like wants to be friends and like wants to be accepted after her divorce with like the fancy rich women again. And yet like they're all plotting to basically take her down but it was crazy and her daughters daughters are so pretty and seem so normal I know I feel like it like you I don't know if like what happens there but like having a mom like Danielle I feel like you automatically are just like okay I'm going to um focus on my school and like not you know fuck with that whole like crazy energy vibe and like both girls like go to good colleges, like, have good jobs, I hope. Like, it seems like they're doing well, and so it's good that that wasn't as detrimental detrimental as it could have been. Like, so many of the girls from, like, the children of, like, OC people, like, from the early seasons, like, they all kind of, like, burned and gone. Well, anyways, we have to start on the show with tons of news. So, as we all know, 2020 has been really crappy, but to add insult to injury, Lisa Vanderpump announced that the beloved Gigolo Vanderpump, aka Jiggy, is now dead at the tender age of 10, which I was shocked that Jiggy was only 10. I feel like Jiggy is like 35 in human years, and I don't know what that makes in dog years because I can't pull out a calculator right now, but mm-hmm. I felt like Jiggy was older than 10, which is what page six reported. I mean, so sad. Poor the, world, the world lost an icon yesterday. And in the Bravo community, you know, he was a staple on Vanderpump Rules. He was a staple on Real Houses of Beverly Hills. He was a staple at the reunion. He was a staple everywhere you saw Lisa. And living in LA, I go to a lot of Lisa's restaurants and he's always with her. I was in Vegas one time next to her and Lance Bass, coincidentally at Vanderpump Vegas, just like a random Saturday night. And of course, Jiggy was there. I mean, I never saw Lisa without Jiggy ever I have a couple of wonderful selfies with Jiggy from over the years and may Jiggy rest in peace yeah I was pretty bummed when I saw it and oddly enough like earlier this week I don't know why I was just in bed and just like what's up with Jiggy and I googled like what's up with Jiggy and I read this article where it was like 13 facts about Jiggy Vanderpump so then I was reading it and then when I saw this news yesterday I was like what that's wow what are the odds you have you have um telepathic what they call like telepathic like future readings whatever it's called something it's sketchy though (laughs) it's real weird but i did learn some interesting facts about jiggy one fact that i really enjoyed was that in 2011 um jiggy signed with caa which is a talent agency and was paid for all bravo appearances including like watch it happen live anytime he was on random rules or 
uh, Beverly Hills Housewives. So I really appreciate that, the business acumen behind that decision. Oh my God, I could not appreciate it more. And just speaking of which, I'll give you a little tea that we'll be reporting tomorrow. because this is Okay, so Vanderpump Dogs is actually going to finally start production before the top of the year. Wow. So I think, well, I mean, let's see if this alters it, but yeah. as of like Friday, we'll say, like they were supposed to start filming, I believe I heard December 28th was the date they were going to start filming. We're not going to be seeing any familiar faces, maybe one that'll pop in the background, like that we've seen, in, you know, like a episode or two of Beverly Hills over the nine seasons Lisa was on, but we're going to be meeting a lot of fresh faces. And I'm told she's really looking forward to getting um, back to work. I mean, I bet. Like, none of her restaurants are open. That's pretty hard. And then not having the restaurants means not having Vanderpump Rules. And also, everybody has been fired from Vanderpump Rules. So they kind of have to, like, rejigger that whole show and the whole premise of that. So she's probably like, okay, yes, let's get in production going for something, please. I just need to do something. I know. I talked to a source, actually, this morning. I'm like, do you think she regrets not doing another season of Beverly Hills? Like, I'm very, very curious. And they are very, very close to Lisa. And they were like, honestly, she misses filming. She misses being on camera. She misses going to work. She misses, like, being, in, you know, like, doing all that. But, like, she's not missing the ladies because she doesn't talk to any of them anymore. So it would be, like, way too weird. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like after her last season where it was, like, Erica, Rinna, Kyle... And was it Dorit? Was Dorit against yeah. her? Yeah. They all yeah, were just so Lucy, over Lucy, it. apple juicy. Oh, yeah. And Teddy. Teddy. Like, with that group of witches, like, I would never have wanted to be on the show either. Like, and obviously, like, love LVP sometimes. She's no angel. Like, she's uh, she's sketchy like the rest of them. So I think once, once they all kind of banded against her, she was like, fuck this. I do not need this. I don't need this show. I've got Vanderpump Rules. It's way more successful than Beverly Hills anyways. Exactly. And that kind of like bit her in the ass a little bit because um, everybody on Vanderpump Rules is completely problematic and horrible. But I think like whatever, I wonder if they do get a spinoff, which Jax has kind of been teasing, which will kind of, I mean, okay, we'll just jump right into it right now. So on Twitter, Jax responded to a thing from E! News saying Hulu announced today that the Kardashians will create quote-unquote global content for the streaming platform in 2021 following the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians on E! And then he wrote like, hmm, dot, 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 with a winky face. Let me give you my opinion on this. Please if do. If you're in negotiations, this is from like a, somebody who's been doing this a long time. If you're in negotiations with a network, you're not making those comments because now you're at risk for losing your contract. So all I'm going to say is I think Jax is, would love to have his own show, but I don't see it happening. Or maybe it will happen with like an MTV or something like later down the line. But I think right now that's him pretty much going out there and being like, I want something. That's my opinion. Yeah. I think he's probably fishing for some kind of network to want to bankroll him and Brittany right. where it's like, Jax, you already did have a spinoff and it only proved that you two are not meant to be and that you are just as abusive as we've always thought. So I don't really know why he thinks like having a baby in the mix would really do any favors for them. But I do remember a couple months ago, Sheena went on some Instagram live or something and was saying, talking with her boyfriend Brock and they were saying, oh, well, you know, maybe our show will get picked up on E. Maybe our show will get picked up on E. So I think they're all probably kind of hoping like Kardashians are leaving. They're going to need some 
names that will get people to the network because you know losing keeping up with the kardashians must be major for for the e-network so i'm wondering if they're kind of hoping they can like squeeze into the e-lineup well, except E and Bravo are under the NBCU umbrella, so I don't think that they would pass it off to another network. I'm hearing that they are trying to figure something out. What really screwed them was the LA shutdown with COVID. Yeah. Because Sir is closed. And without Sir, you lose a huge premise of the show. So I'm hearing that they are trying to figure something out. They were hoping by now, obviously, restaurants would be open, but because they're not, it's kind of like they've got two options. Do we wait and see how much longer LA is going to be in lockdown? Because now it's wintertime, and although during the day it's not freezing, at night it is. And like, I don't know about you, but I'm not really wanting to sit outside on the sidewalk and have dinner in like 45 degree weather, like hard pass, when I can do it from the comfort of my own home. So I think they're either going to need to pivot and like let them all film at home and like do COVID testing and trying to get them together, almost like a Hills kind of vibe. Or do we give them spinoffs and kind of go that way? Or do we just wait and shake this thing out? I kind of think that they're going to wait or what they might do is start filming them in certain scenarios and doing things outside the restaurant. And then hopefully when we do open back up, which like if I had to guess just being an LA native now myself, I guess I can say that even though I'm not from here, (laughs) I see, I don't see restaurants opening up outdoors again until my gut's going to tell me February. Yeah, it seems like that's gonna probably be the case for LA, especially because like you guys have been like proactive. Like you guys shut down restaurants a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, we shut like two, I want to say it's been about two weeks since we shut down. And like, I wasn't really going out anyways. Like I don't really, I'm not going to go to Sir Palm to like get my groove on outside with people. But like, I know people who were and it's obviously not the same, you know, so We actually reported at Hollywood Life, Jasmine Good from The Bachelor, that they were in talks with her about being like a new main lead, which, because she's actually working at Sir or was working at Sir. She's friends with Raquel. So it's like a very natural fit. Tie in. Um, So don't be surprised if you do see that happen. Now, obviously, again, with COVID and whatever, she may end up going and get another job, this, that, it may not happen. They may do the spinoffs. I'm told they're really just trying to figure it all out, but that there will be something. And even like Andy alluded to it last week in a certain tweet, I remember he addressed it saying, like making it sound like the show will be back in some capacity. And I really do believe that's true. That's all I'm hearing. I mean, you know, mix it up. I definitely am not needing like the Saucy's and the Kristen's and all of them coming back, but like, I'm still intrigued with what's going on in James Kennedy's life and Raquel and their whole little relationship. And I do love Sheena and I would love for Sheena to stay because I want to see this mom journey. Yeah. But the others, I'm like, you know what? You guys can go on and do other things. Find your yeah. own other deals. But I don't think Bravo really wants you guys anymore. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, fans are obsessed with Vanderpump Rules, but I think if it does come back, it's going to be interesting to see who they become obsessed with. Like, will it be Tom and Ariana? Will it be Tom and Katie? Will it be Raquel and James? Like, how will it shake out? So that's why I'm really, really interested to see what does end up happening. And I feel like Tom and Ariana have always kind of been able to, like, rise above any of the bullshit. Like, I feel like they've consistently been, like, on the same page as a couple. They're just good people in general. So, like, crap doesn't keep happening to them because it's like no if they've either made a mistake they apologize and move on and they're mature and hardworking. and whereas like you can't really say the same for the other so it's like 
if they do a show, I want it to be about Tom Tom. One, because Tom Tom is so much fun. So much and fun. I like, it's just such a great atmosphere. Like, the last time I went to Sur probably was not this past February, but the February before. And it was so, like, big and kind of empty. And I think we were there on, like, a Friday night. And I'm like, where is everybody? It's Sur. It's, it's Sur on a Friday. <laughs> like, this should be right. fun. But it was empty. And then you go to Tom Tom, and I'm like, oh my God, there's a 20 person line. And yeah. I love Tom. I love Tom Tom. I actually, I posted, so I had a live for Hollywood Life with Tom and Ariana. Was it, it was last Friday. Coincidentally, we had it on the books for a couple of weeks and I'm on the live and all of a sudden I'm like, I tried my best to read the comments and like, I keep my eye on viewers. I like, when I'm doing these lives for work, I'm like closing my eyes. We have like over a million Instagram followers. So I close my eyes. Well, I keep them open, but in my head, I'm closing my eyes. And I'm picturing like all these people, like if I'm in, in like a hall, like in an mm-hmm. arena. Okay. So like, that's how many people are looking at me. Right. And I'm reading the comments and I keep seeing, ask about Brittany and Jax, ask about Brittany and Jax. And I'm like, Brittany and Jax. And then one of my editors is texting me and I'm like, he knows I'm on live. Like what, what is going on? Like I'm live. Like I, what's happening? So I finally get a little closer and I read Brittany and Jax had just announced that they were leaving the show literally, literally minutes before we went live. Oh my God. So I was, timing. I know. I mean like in a CNN world, it's like, what, who, but yeah. in the Bravo world, people were like, chomping up the bit, what do they think? What do they know? Blah, blah, blah. So I ended up getting like way more out of it than I ever imagined. And then some, they didn't know. And then like, when we got off, I started making all these calls being like, okay, who knew what, whatever to just like several cast and sources. And I'm told that literally none of them knew, none of them found out. I mean, I get the feeling that Bravo was just like, you guys are done. You could write your own statement, but you're out. And even Brittany made a comment on Instagram. Someone was like, I can't believe you didn't, you guys just use the same statement. Like how cheesy. And she's like, do you think that they would let us say what we wanted to say? It was like, Ooh, no, but you know, give it like six months. Right. I mean, it's only a matter of time before they start. They sit down with Wendy Williams. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's a great little segue into our Wendy Williams conversation. Let's do it. So Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives of Atlanta was recently on Wendy Williams this past week and was saying that she had once dated Kanye West. The story kind of goes as follows. She says, she went to his house. She was lost in his house. He left me alone. I was there for just like five minutes wandering around his house. When I followed the noises, he was watching something on TV that he probably shouldn't have implying that Kanye was sitting in a room watching porn while his date was in the other room. Kanye, you have a live being who might have sex with you in that home. I was just having this conversation actually with a girlfriend, not about Kenya, but she was telling me, my fr- one of my like best friends, she's like, I really need your advice. Like I'm, she's been seeing this guy for a few months and she's like, all of a sudden last night he comes over and like, we're making out and everything's fine. But like, he's not trying to have sex with me. Has this ever happened to you? And I'm like, girl, yes. I'll, like, let me just tell you, men freak out way more than we do. And I said, I told her, I said, my gut is telling me, and I don't think this was the deal with Kanye, but like, my gut is telling me like, he's, he's obviously scared, but like, I was like, I think he's scared because like, you guys have not been dating what, three, four months. So like, 
he's obviously starting to like fall for you and develop feelings. So he's like doing that yo-yo thing of like, well, let me push yeah. you away because like, I'm scared and I'm freaking out and I'm a dude and I can't use my words. So like, I wonder if like, that's what was happening where like Kanye was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So like, let me push you away and not use my words like every other man out there. I don't know. I mean, that definitely tracks. I, I can definitely see Kanye, even though like as like loquacious and like loud as he is, I could see him like being very shy and when I mean, just right. like listen to his music and the way he like talks about himself, like I feel like he is probably like a little insecure and probably like sensitive and quiet in, in certain parts of his life. But to be doing this and a date with someone you just met is also kind of disgusting. But then he's also opened up that he had had like a porn addiction and like that was a whole thing he was into and obviously like I stand Kim Kardashian but like he's married to Kim Kardashian like it's not surprising that like he became infatuated with her as just like a caricature of a woman rather than like a woman like even like in the early seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians when they were like in that storefront in New York and she's like Kanye's coming and you could see like the way he looked at her he was in love with her and like years later I was like oh my god, I can't believe they're getting married, and then I thought, like, oh yeah, well, he did kind of pop up on the show a couple times, and it's not very much like Kanye to show up on, like, a kind of, like, trashy reality show, so I'm like, he must really love this woman if he's going to be on this show, and then obviously, like, years later, it was, like, a a huge part of the show, and, you know, gave it the Kanye effect of, like, the weird, creepy, grainy intro music and, like, all of, like, the footage. I'm like, oh, my God, Kanye. He's, yeah. like, he's sitting in the production office. Some, I mean, in Kenya's, like, and this was I what I told my friend, too. I'm like, you're a strong personality. You're confident. You're beautiful. You're all these things. And sometimes guys just don't know what to do with that. They don't know what to do, and they're scared, and they freak out. And I have a feeling, like, there was some, maybe, maybe he didn't know what to say to her. I don't know. I mean, Kenya's Kenya is a strong, powerful, beautiful woman. Like, shit, I wouldn't want to mess with Kenya more. Let me just tell you. Shout out to Kenya. I love Kenya <laughs> so much. She is gone with the wind fabulous, honey. She absolutely is. And once I started doing digging, I found out some other random guys she's dated. Ooh, okay. One was Mike Tyson. Uh, love Mike. Love that for her. One is basketball player Allen Iverson. Which, yeah, and then that. Terrell Owens, a football player. Oh, yeah, okay who I don't know what he looks like either but probably beautiful tall and attractive and then now married to Mark Daly but another weird thing I saw is Mark Daly is only 34 so like and Kenya's 49 also side note um Terrell Owens and I have definitely matched on dating apps before (laughs) that's just a side note I'm like wait I have to go see what he looks like now we've matched on several dating apps over the years we've chatted never made it to a date but yeah side note oh yeah he's mm-hmm. he's going he's, he's, he's not bad on the eyes ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, now. Wow. Oh, my God. Imagine, like, imagine, like, being a football player just, like, on an app. It must have been, like, one of the fancier ones, right? It's, like, takes a little bit of knowing people to get onto it not just like it's bumble <laughs> you have to say hi to him first <laughs> i feel like i've seen a couple of like super z listers on the apps before but i'm i'm savage i'm picky like if you don't write me back right away or you don't ask for my number like we're done here thank you, thank you. <laughs> even if it's like an nfl player you're like I don't yeah no thank sports. you next. yeah <laughs> no savage that's how you weed through them that's true i mean i'm yeah, a weeder that's true I don't know. Yeah. I have to get better at that. I've been like, so off anything for the last few months. I'm like, I don't want to, I can't meet anybody. Like what? Like New York is like a horrible place right now. (laughs) I'm like, nobody wants to date, but everybody's like lonely and weird. Like I've had so many like random guys from college, my high school being like, what's up? I'm like, Oh no. Nothing, not nothing is up for you. Like <laughs> yeah, for you, nothing. Yeah, like anybody else. I'm like, well, my podcast it's thriving. Um there you go, girl. things. But yeah, yes. you at yeah. home. No, bye-bye. Not you, much. You. you go back to your Rona hole. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, speaking of other people who probably should have had a little bit of a better picker. Cynthia Bailey from the Real Housewives of Atlanta is reportedly suing her ex-husband, Peter Thomas, for 170 k So if you guys watch Atlanta, you know he had no money and basically relied on Cynthia for a lot of his business endeavors. So Bar One in Atlanta was the venue that they opened together. And I guess that place went under foreclosure because like the building itself couldn't afford, like the building owner couldn't afford the mortgage. So whatever. They had to end up getting a new restaurant, but because... Peter didn't know what he was doing, he was never able to open up a second location in Atlanta. But Cynthia had given him this 170k to start the business. Since then, it's probably been like six years, they, he still hasn't paid her back. So now she's suing him for this money. But Peter doesn't seem like he's really good with money. And his bar in Charlotte that he opened instead of opening the one in Atlanta, ended up closing in 2019 because he owed $240,000 in back taxes. So Cynthia, 50 cent, I don't think you're gonna be seeing any of this money. Oh, I love Cynthia so much. I know, and listen, she's gotta try to get it, right? Like, and it's gonna cost her money to try, but she's a smart business lady. She's thriving, I'm so happy that she's found love again. Third time is a charm. Also, side note, I feel like a lot of people don't pay attention to this, but I love that Steve Harvey set these two up on his show. I know. It's so random that they met on some, like, press thing that she probably was like, all right, I'll do it, whatever. I mean, if Steve Harvey's listening right now. He is, he is. uh, He probably is. I would love Steve Harvey to set me up with somebody. So, 
Yeah, I'm like on the fence about Steve Harvey. I like him on Family Feud. It's Family Feud, right? I always get like those mm. games mixed up. But yeah, him like messing up the the, the winner of that um, that pageant oh, all Miss those America. years ago. I was right? like, Miss America, Miss USA, Miss. I mean, I don't want Kenya to come for us getting this yeah. wrong. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, pardon. But that always, oh, like, bro, like, oh my god, these I women know. work their whole fucking lives for this moment, and this. you're like, psych. Yeah, that was pretty epic. <laughs> pretty epic. <laughs> but poor Cynthia, like, has to deal with this deadbeat uh, ex. But, like, I mean, she got a glow up with my kill. Like, I will glow say. Glow up. She looked amazing at her wedding. Mm-hmm. She's just good people. Like, she's good people. She rises above. I'm so happy for her and Mike and that she has a new beginning. And, you know, I know Peter and Noel, I'm pretty sure still have a relationship. So I'm sure like that decision didn't come easily for her to like do this, but listen, if she's owed money, she's owed money, plain and simple, black and white. Get that money, girl. Get it, girl. I'm here for you. Moving on to some news from New York, Avery Singer, the daughter of Ramona Singer. This is not news. This is just like great. No, this is news. Yeah, this, news. you're right. This is news. <laughs> so Avery Singer right. from the daughter of Ramona Singer from the Real Housewives of New York is applying to be the bachelorette or a candidate on The Bachelor. And she didn't say, so she said this in an Instagram story and she didn't say it ironically. Like she wasn't like, oh my God, like crazy thing. We were so bored. We signed myself up. I wonder if it'll happen. She was like, no, really, like, I'm, I'm single, and I'm, I, that's, that's how I'm going to find someone. And I feel like she might get cast. She better. Can I tell you, I stopped watching this show, like, 100 years ago, because <laughs> when I'm, like, I have too many Bravo shows that I need to keep up with and stay on top of every week that, like, I just, whenever people are like, what do you watch? I'm like, what has it, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, <laughs> New York, Salt Lake. Like, I just start naming them all, because, like, I don't have time to watch anything else anymore. <laughs> But Basically like, same. <laughs> yes. But like, I would totally watch if Avery was on because like, you know what that means. It's, it's, she's going to make it to the hometowns. 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 She's going to make it to hometowns. <laughs> and she's going to totally, oh my God, remote. Can you imagine Ramona? Like, what are your intentions with my daughter? <laughs> As she like, they're in turtle times with her Pino and like Sonia and Lou are like in the background. Oh like, my God. Meet my friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> now you can meet my friends. I, then Ramona will start hitting on him and be like, exactly. actually, I think me and Jared get along a little bit yeah. better than you do, Avery. Totally. Could be totally. Good. It could be really good. good. I am pushing for that casting. I am pushing for her. <laughs> actually, let's push for her to just be the Bachelorette. Plain and I feel like that would be good, too, because she seems like kind of like a spoiled brat. So she, we probably get some really good meltdowns. Some guys who are like, like I, I'm actually gonna leave I'm gonna choose to to not take this rose like I don't I don't want this rose I just want to see Ramona like show up at the mansion <laughs> and just like start being the bossy that she is like start you know setting up dinner parties and like placing her Ramona Pinot Grigio like strategically product placement <laughs> yeah like I am so here for that. Her and Sonia, I think they could like really like take on the mansion and kick out Chris Harrison and just make oh God, Sonia yeah. and Ramona the oh joint hosts. Host. <laughs> Done. Done. You've got you've got me hooked. You've got me as a viewer again. And I mean if it doesn't work, we should just like pitch our own show. Bravo. Yeah, there should be like a be Bravo a dating show where it's a similar concept, but there are so many like beautiful, eligible women on this network. 
who deserve good men, why shouldn't there be a dating show for them? Oh my, you know what? Um, in a recent live I did with Jen Shaw, we were talking about Heather. Mm. Heather Crasher live, as she should, because she's a freaking <laughs> boss. I love her. Love her. And she needs a boo. And so Jen was like, I try to set her up all the time. Like, we should do a dating thing. And I'm like, can you set me up too? And she's like, sure. <laughs> and I was like, great. So we're going to have Jen Shaw host. Lene and Heather are looking for suitable bachelors and we need to, we're going to figure out how we're going to do this, but like, it's going to happen. And so like that, that, that could be actually a great pilot for Bravo, the journalist who covers Bravo, <laughs> like religiously and the housewife. And like, she's probably about 10, 12, 15 years older than me. So like, we'll have different men. We won't be fighting over them. I do not like younger men. I like them older. She likes them younger. So we could just do a little swap. Perfect. Um, by older, I mean like 45 to like 30, 36 to 45. You're like, I'm looking at Erica Jane territory. Yeah, exactly. 80s. I think, I think she's looking at like, Heather strikes me as like a maybe like 22 to like 40 year old. So like, we're not going to really be sure. 22? Doesn't she have like young daughters? Yeah, but remember the champagne, the really hot champagne guy from episode one. And then there's the cowboy. Uh, yeah. She's into younger men. So also, she like clearly had like a repressed, you know, high school and college experience and she wasn't able to like get her hoe on. So it makes exactly. sense that she's like, I want a young hot guy who's fun, not like my buttoned up Mormon ex-husband. Right. And I'm single and divorced. So bring on, bring on a suitable eligible bachelor for me. So like, we're going to do this. Jen Shaw's going to host. You're all going to be invited and you're going to bring your best, um, your best men for us. So it's just don't happen. smell like hospital and you guys no, will I, have a really smell like hospital. No doctors, no doctors. Can no be. doctors or nurses, <laughs> no frontline workers. Like, I usually say doctors, lawyers, and CEOs need only need apply, but, like, I guess we'll have to find, like, a different profession. Yeah, maybe, like, a tech guy. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That could work. That could work. That could work. <laughs> Success- successful men only need apply. Most definitely, which is, I think, also why it's so hard to meet guys on apps, where you're like, oh, so this job title you have is vanity title oh my god can <laughs> like, I tell you can I tell you how many pickup lines of like so do you need a plus one and I'm like bye to yeah. what no yeah. to what? you well, my friends are coming not you exactly <laughs> I was like mm, no pretty sure I'm good thank you so much do you have like pictures of celebrities on your page? No, because I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want somebody dating me for that. But like, let's be real. This is 2020. And what we do now is when you match with somebody, like you go to Instagram or Facebook and then you go, who do I know who knows this person? At least before our first date, who do I know who knows this person? And what are they actually like on social media? Because I feel like social media tells a lot about somebody. So I mean, my name's Lene, which is not very common to begin with. It's not like I'm like a Susie. So then you find me and then you see what I do. And then it's like, oh, oh, you get to go to the Oscars. You get to go watch Maroon 5 perform. You get to this, you get to that. So it's kind of interesting. And, you know, speaking of like screening people, Cynthia and Eva posted, I want to say it was like a couple weeks ago about some girl who got attacked off Bumble or whatever that I think Eva knew the girl. So... I had written in Cynthia's comments because we follow each other like we're actually friends and I'm like oh my god people always make fun of me but like I always do like a full background check on people. I mean I think you have to. Like Like 9,000 pages. My last last boyfriend I told him I was like FYI don't ever lie to me because like I'm a reporter I dig for a living so like just don't lie to me. 
and he was like oh, okay and I'm like is there anything you need to share like <laughs> he's like I was like I'm not trying to freak you out but like that's just like my thing like don't lie and he's like um, um, I was arrested for DUI like 10 years ago. I was like, okay, like, I mean, he's like, I learned my lesson, whatever. But like, now I, I try not to do it, but I feel like every reporter I know, it's like, we just- it's Second nature. It. It's second nature. And, and we read people right away. Like, I could look at a photo of you and right away I know who you are, what you're about, what you're, like, I, and I'm, I'm really rarely wrong. I will say that. But it's because I read people for a living. You got a good radar. I, like, met this guy, like, a year ago, and we ended up dating for, like, a month, and then I Googled him, like, on a whim, and I found his wedding registry, and he was getting married in two weeks. No! And then I, like, sent it to him, and it was, like, this whole big drama, and he was like, I was gonna tell you. Oh, of course you were. I was gonna tell you. When would that come up when you were, like, eating my dinner? Like, Did you reach out to the girl, though? No. Oh, my God. They were literally getting married in two weeks on a destination wedding. Like, oh, it yeah, wasn't, like, a... Well, I was, like, going back and forth. And then, like, I called him, and I was like, you're such a fucking pig, blah, 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 the whole, like, rigmarole. And then I was like, I'm not gonna tell your fucking wife, because you're gonna do this again. Like, it, whether it's me or the girl in three totally. months or the girl in three years, or 30 years, like, you will do this again, she will know, she's like, I won't do it again, I'm like, but you know what, somebody gave me this advice, and I I totally believe it, all men lie, they really do, because they're so afraid of hearing what they don't want to hear from us, or like, getting hurt, or like, whatever, you know, it's like, I don't know. Anyways, dating sucks. Dating apps suck. We're, we really <laughs> got on like a whole tangent about dating yeah. apps. But like, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, just record, so y'all know. Jen Jen Shaw, back, yeah. back to Bravo. Jen yeah. Shaw wants to set me up. She wants to set Heather up. They're looking for eligible bachelors. She wants to put it on social <laughs> media. I told her I'm, I'm more than down. Heather's down. We're going to have some Vita tequila and get this shit popping. Done. And Jen has such a hot, supportive husband. So she I knows what she's doing. Like, I need a Sharif in my life. Oh my God. Him on the FaceTime the other day where she was like talking about how Mary upset her so much about like her disgusting racist comments. And he just like listened to her process and then gave her like insightful, kind, thoughtful commentary. And then was like, I support you. I'm proud of you. I love you. I'm like, I'm finding myself. Do I have to go back to college to like meet a guy in my class like she did and just like fall in love? Because maybe we should move to Utah. Oh God, I know. I don't know. I've never skied. I feel like I would be like I'd be like the other ladies like who didn't know how to ski but like looked really cute. Oh my God, no! I'm going. So my parents have a place up in Utah actually, and I'm going to um, go up there in a couple months. I'm I'm recovering from knee surgery, which I actually tore my ACL in Utah in January, and um, we're gonna go skiing when I'm allowed. I'm going with all the ladies. They're all invited, except well, I may not be. I I don't know Mary, and I've I've never talked to Whitney or Mary, but like I'm hoping at least the other ones like we'll go do some Vita tequila yeah. shots and get jiggy with it no do pun you intended. think oh <laughs> rest in peace jag do you think that lisa drinks like barlow she... or vanderpump well vanderpump glugs rosé constantly but barlow i feel like she's like hell yeah well i don't know she seems like she's not drinking on screen like i feel like i haven't seen her drinking but it's like you own a tequila company you're mormon ish 
Are you drinking? She's like actually Jewish though, right? She's one of the two that's like actually Jewish. I mean, I don't know any Mormon people, but if I had to like think, I, I initially thought Lisa and Meredith were both Jewish. Yes. And Lisa she was like, oh, I went to Brigham Young yeah. with Heather. And then, like, her mom, like, randomly, like, opened the door one day and it was a Mormon person, literally, like, the Book of Mormon. And they were like, you should be Mormon. And she was like, okay. I know. Well, you know what I think it was? I think it was, like, you know, there's certain people that, like, always have this, like, self-fulfilling, like, prophecy of, like, ooh, I want to celebrate Christmas or I want to this. So I feel like her mom was one of those people and, like, she just kind of rolled with it because she's, like, a Jew from New York. Was she? Is she She's from New York, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I thought someone was from Chicago. Someone's from New York. I'm still, we're still getting to know the ladies. (laughs) No, it's kind of overwhelming. I was saying, like, I was doing a recap show that'll be out in a couple days. And I was saying, like, it's so hard because you really need to, like, watch every moment of the show because everybody's new. You're like, wait, so who are you? And how do you know this person? And what's this history? And and what's your kids' names? Whereas, like, if it's Beverly Hills, you're just kind of, like, watching, like. Right. Yeah, because you know know all the players. That's, that's when I get confused with meeting these new ladies. I'm like, wait, who are you? What's your deal? What's your schedule? Like, who do you go with? How'd you get cast? Like, what are you about? You know, like Drew, for example, I interviewed her before the premiere, but I'm like, I know nothing about, like, I did so much research. I watched the first episode. I'm like, wait a minute, homegirl's not even in this? Yeah. Like, what kind of drama is she getting into this season? And that's what I want to know. I know. With. It was weird that they didn't put her in, and I know the first episode of Atlanta was definitely it. supposed to, like, you know, get us all, like, acclimated with the crew. Portia was doing so many big things just for our country and, like, for herself, so, like, that was, like, a huge arc throughout the first episode, and so I feel like they were, like, let's give Portia a proper recognition before right. we start getting... I agree. down into the muck again because like get a girl who could do both because Portia is like social justice warrior one minute and then like we'll get back to like being a housewife in the in the buckery totally and I actually talked to Portia a couple weeks ago as well and I asked her I was like I mean it's amazing what you're doing but like obviously like what a dark between last week's OC episode and then Atlanta I was like what is happening here like, I mean, I get it's a really heavy year, but, like, that is such an outlet for fans to, like, unwind, relax, and, like, yeah. get into, like, mindless, mindless shit. And, like, they're all promising. Don't worry. There will be drama. Oh, I mean, with Atlanta, it's just, like, a matter of time. They just have to all be in the same room. Yeah. That's all it really takes. And Kenya yeah. needs to be, like there doing something yeah as long as she's in the room is it within a five mile radius we're good (laughs) exactly so our last story for today is touching on megan king edmonds so xoc star megan king edmonds and her ex-husband jim have decided that they're going to divorce a couple months ago i guess megan was still living in his home their home in st louis for the past couple months and just moved out this week And we all remember Jim as being kind, loving, um, supportive, you know, all of those things. So he ended up going on Instagram live throughout the house, pointing out a million different things that his quote unquote tenants, aka his ex-wife and three children, didn't clean properly before they left. And this included fingerprints on the fridge, as if he doesn't have three little toddlers. He was upset about, like, wires in the living room, which, like, it's a TV, bro. Like, you're going to need that. Stained carpets. Again, three kids. And then 
he just was so gross and petty. He literally like flashed to the toilet and there was like a little bit of poop remnants. And he was like, oh, and good, shit in the toilet. Like Megan just had COVID. She's unpacking, she's like getting an entire house empty for you. And you were so ungrateful and rude. Ugh, he just disgusts me. He disgusts me. I love Megan <laughs> from one single mom to another. I love her and I hope, you know, she seemed so happy with her new boyfriend and to see that that didn't work out. Like I, I feel for her. Like 2020 has been a hard year for everyone. I actually had her in our studio in January and we did a photo shoot about her new podcast with uh, Brooke Burke and she's really lovely. I actually miss her on OC. I feel like if there's one OC wife that fans would love to see come back, well, Heather Dubrow. But the second would be Megan King Edmonds. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we saw Jim on the show. He never wanted to be a part of it. And he clearly still doesn't want to be a part of her life. And she's got, you know, her three kids. She has one kid who has all these health issues. And, and I'm sad that it's this messy. And, like, to go on Instagram Live and do that, like, that's, that is. It's so petty. It's so immature. I feel like she really took the high road by just not responding. She, like, posted some picture of, like, her in the house being, like, yeah, like, I um, I had to, like, shepherd three children out of here. I just recovered from COVID. Like, I am tired every single day, and I'm just doing my best. But, like, we're happy, and I'm sorry your kids put fingerprints on the fridge. Shocker. It's It's just really sad that people have to turn to social media when they're angry and upset. Like, that to me is just, like, a gut reaction that maybe tomorrow he'll wake up and be, like, ugh. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, he, like, ended up going back on and making some, like, stories where he was, like, posting pictures of the kids, and he's like, look, my tenants can brush their teeth or something. It's like, now it's a joke. Now your kids are funny little tenants. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, read the room. I know, I know. And he's just, like, consistently so petty and rude, and, like, nobody ever agrees with him. It's not like he has, like, other stands on the side who are like, yeah abuse your ex right? do it like there's like nobody saying that everyone's like bro what are you doing again be nice or just say nothing i know say nothing and sad so sad well on that note we are ending today's show lene thank you so much for coming on i feel like you are a wealth of knowledge and like (gasps) insights i love it (laughs) thank you thank you for having me this was so much fun i'm glad i could uh bring some Bravo knowledge to your amazing (laughs) podcast. Well, it seems like you've interviewed every single person. So you're kind of like the guru. Oh my gosh. Well, hashtag thank you. Um, (laughs) I think I've interviewed every housewife, maybe not to date because the show started before I was really getting going in my career, but definitely every probably like current within the last five years, I would say, which is really fun. So I love them. They're all great. They're crazy and lovely and fun and wonderful. And we're so lucky to have such an amazing <laughs> network. And I, I love all of them so much. I know. I can never really like, I don't know. People always be like, well, I don't understand why you like Bravo. And I'm like, it, it's so much more laggard than just I like know. women fighting. Like it it's so much more. It's so it much is. more. So when I talk to people who like also see it and are like, yes, this is the best shit ever. Yeah, and the happy. casting. I mean, I have to say with Salt Lake, they nailed it. Oh yeah. Nailed. It is 
just the casting is so good on that series right now that I'm I'm still processing and blown away by how much of a great job that they did there. So where can people find you, follow you, and read your awesome articles and see you on Instagram Live? So at Hollywood Life, um, I go live. I try to do t- at least two a week. Sometimes I'm up to like four or five. Sometimes it's three. I love, I do focus a lot on Bravo, but we also do other people. Like we've had some fun with like Nick Carter. We've had fun mm. with Brian McKnight. Um, so we have done some other ones. Like I had Allie Brooke recently from Fifth Harmony, but you can come and follow and tune in on hollywoodlife.com. Our Instagram handle is at Hollywood Life. And you can follow me on Instagram at Lene Brody, sipping and spilling all your face celebrity tea. And I hold a doctorate in Mosul University. I love that. Is that right? well, do you have a Bravo Housewives tagline? I feel like oh my God. I, have, I feel like yeah. you must have one at this of point. Of course, of course. Well, so my my recent one that I posted that people were like going nuts for, but like it's hard. It's it's more of like a visual one. I was like in this like really great like skirt and crop top and I was actually like going on a date with this guy that I am seeing right now and I just like stood in the mirror and took it because I was masked and it was like really weird it was our first date and I was like this is so weird and I posted it and I was like these days this mouth is masked so I'm letting my body do all the talking like what that's okay that's real good that was a good one people were really here for that but I also went through a really nasty breakup with the biggest asshole that I've ever met in my entire life like I hope he's listening. He lied to me about being out of town two days before I had knee surgery and we lived together. And I was like, get your shit and get the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, lived together. Out. we lived together. We lived together. his ass out. And um, so my latest one in honor of him was I'm a reporter and my job is to dig up the truth. So if you lie to me, you better bring your own shovel. Okay. You yeah. can get cast on my Beverly right? Hills Housewives spinoff. I know. I know. Okay, so I'm, I've spent, I've spent a long time, you know, 2021, new year, new tagline. So I really, I've already got my wheels turning. If anyone has any ideas, please feel free to always slide into my DMs. And I always tell people too, like turn it, tune into TV talk. I try to get really good about sending my promos to other Bravo bloggers. And I always read the questions and comments. So like, if you do have one, please slide into my DMs. Give me your feedback. Tell me who you want to have on. Tell me what you want asked. We get into all the tea. Elizabeth Vargas, she literally had no filter the other night throwing shade at Bronwyn. Like I thought she was going to stop, but she did not. She just kept going and going and going. And like, you know, I was literally egging her on because I'm desperate. Keep it going. But I like love Bronwyn. So it wasn't like I was enjoying listening to her like shade Bronwyn, but like, see, then I would like to turn around and go get Bronwyn's side of the story. So I try to be Switzerland. I try to play a fair game, but like when they get, when they get mad, Ooh, they get mad. And I'm like, I even said to her, I'm like, girl, you need some shade with that umbrella. She's like, (laughs) like, all right. Yes, girl. We're I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Well, let me know whenever you have like big guests on and I'll like promo it on my channel too. So like everybody can kind of watch and be in the same little world. I appreciate that. I will. I'll, uh, I'll slide into your DMs shortly. Don't you worry. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for coming on and we'll chat soon. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.